Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Uh, ten people appeared at a special sitting of Dublin District Court last night, or should I say the night before last, uh, at the Criminal Courts of Justice on charges connected with anti-lockdown protests in Dublin City Centre. On Saturday, uh, five were in from Dublin with others giving addresses uh, in other counties. They were all charged with failing to give their names and addresses when required by Gardaí. One woman was also charged with travelling more than five kilometres from her home in contravention, uh, or contravention of the COVID regulations. All of the accused were granted bail on condition that they obey the COVID regulations, do not participate in unlawful assemblies, stay within the distance of their residence required by COVID regulations, be on good behaviour and attend a court as required, which is due, by the way, they're all back due in court on the 25th of May. One was a 68-year-old woman, a pensioner. Um, but now, the, of course, the, the reason they were charged in the first place was because they were outside their 5K. That's, that was the reason. Um, and one was a 68-year-old woman, and the other was a 72-year-old woman, pensioners, two pensioners, who were charged with being outside their 5K and not giving the guards names and addresses. Now, I didn't have a... When I say I didn't have a problem with it, I understand that's the COVID legislation at the moment, and people are being charged with these things. Uh, and there's on-the-spot fines as well for those, you know, who give their names and addresses, etc., etc. What I did have an issue with is that RTE ran the story on Sunday morning on RTE News. And in front of me, I have a list of all 10 people and their addresses, which was printed in the newspaper. Now, let me first of all say, before anybody jumps on their high horse, all media, all media are allowed legally print the names and addresses of anybody who breaks the law and appears in court, unless it's family law and it's in camera. So you all have the right to go to a courtroom and find out the names and addresses of people. It's a matter of public record. If somebody's been charged with a crime, it is considered to be a crime. And they've been charged with it under the Public Order Act and under the COVID regulations. But in saying that, the newspapers would rarely print the names and addresses of people who do things like that. They may print the names and addresses of somebody who's been charged with sexual assault or somebody who's been charged with grievous bodily harm or armed robbery or something like that but generally not somebody under the Public Order Act or under the COVID regulations. I haven't seen lists of people's names and addresses being printed recently in the paper, but they chose to print the names and addresses of these 10 people, including these two pensioners who were accused by Angarda Khan of not cooperating and giving their names and addresses. Now, do you want me to read out the names and addresses? Because this comes down to naming and shaming. And that's to me what it was. Now, I am not condemning the RT reporters for writing the article. That was their editorial decision to do that. In saying that, I would rather they didn't do it because I certainly wouldn't have done it unless you want me to do it. So do you want me to do it? Do you want me to name and shame the 10 people who were outside their 5K and refused to give the guards their names on Saturday? They were at a protest. Let me know. Well, when I say they were at a protest, they were at the place where the protest was. They may not have been attending for that purpose. But anyway, the number... Is 087-188-008. So here's the question. Do you want me to name and shame them? Because I will if you want me to. I have the names here. All the names and addresses. I give you their addresses too, if you like. It's a matter of public record. Do you want me to do that? Should I do it? Let me know what you think. Should I do it? Yes, absolutely not. They broke the law. Or no, that would be naming and shaming. And that's something the Catholic Church did many, many years ago. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Tommy, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tommy? Hi, Niall. Um, Tommy, should I read out the names and addresses of the people? Yeah, actually, Niall, I wasn't aware of that um, case uh, until I heard you just reading it out there. 
You know, in general, my thoughts about naming and shaming is that it's not a very good idea, but that's a slightly different case in, um, you know, the fact that they were actually charged with um, a public order offence where they are, they were charged under the legislation. Well, the COVID regulations, yes. COVID regulations, and they were brought to court. But having having said that, um, I don't know, I... The well, there has been many. They, 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 by the way, they're not the first ten. There's been loads of people have have been charged under the COVID regulations over the yeah. last three or four months. Loads of people. Yeah, yeah. You see, the the danger about about that, I think, is that you know, a certain amount of people have been charged with breaching the regulations, but then there's a whole lot of other things happening, and those people never come to public attention. And the problem then is that the focus is put on these people that are, you know, they're found in breach of the regulations. Well, what, what about the, the RT stars who had a little impromptu party in uh, Donnybrook there recently? Now, they weren't charged with anything, can I point out, or any criminal offence. But in saying that, they broke the COVID regulations. Should we print their names and addresses as well? Whereas, now, legally, we obviously can't because they weren't charged with anything. But I'm saying morally, would that be the right thing to do? To name and shame people and print their names and addresses? Is that the right thing to do? Yeah, well, you see, the, in, in general, um, this whole thing of naming and shaming is, is a very bad idea because what it, what it does actually is, is it actually creates kind of victims then. And then, as I said, the problem is that there are other people doing a whole load of other things and they don't mm-hmm. come to public attention. And then it, it kind of, in a sense then, it almost gives people who, who, who are in breach of the regulations and who aren't caught, it almost gives them a liber- liberty then mm. to actually c- continue on with what they're doing because then the focus is on, is on these people who are clearly in breach of the regulations. You know, yeah, well, so there, there are see, people listening today who believe, well, ah, well, they should have thought of that before the poor 68-year-old and the 72-year-old woman who went out and took part in the protest, if indeed they took part in the protest or were in town outside their five kilometres, they should have thought of that before they did it. Yeah, well, you see, this is what this is what I have a difficulty with. I, I wasn't aware of that um, case that you mentioned. Well, there, well there's ten, ten people. It wasn't just one. Yeah, it was ten people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, to be honest with you, I, I would not agree with that particular protest that was held, you know, in town. You know, there had been some some um, protests like that here in Galway as well. And um, you see, the thing is, wherever groups of people meet, that's how the virus is spread. And, grew, and um, mass gatherings of any description... It, be it indoors or outdoors, are not allowed under the regulations. And I mean, none of us like these regulations because they, you know, they they have huge, um, they put huge restrictions on every one of our lives. Well, so, on, yes, on your liberty and everything else. And on, our, on, on our liberty, you know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. unfortunately, that has to be the, well, I personally don't agree with it. I don't agree with with lockdowns. I don't believe they work. But now and ever, they, some people believe they do and they're, they're, they're the COVID regulations that are there in place at the moment. And whilst those laws are in place, unfortunately, you have to abide by them. Yeah, you see, and, and the reality is that it's actually the majority of people who are actually abiding by the regulations. You know, well, it is, the vast and, majority of people are, are trying their best to comply with yeah, the regulations. Yeah, well, they're, they're making an effort. Whereas a, a mass gathering, okay, the right to protest is, is a very fundamental right in societies you all would, across the you world. You would imagine so, as long as but, it's done peacefully and responsibly. Yeah, yeah, you'd imagine precisely, so. Precisely, yeah. But these are kind of normal times, as we all know. And so I, I, I would have an issue with um, the protest. And, okay, so you but, don't, so you, I have the, as I said, of the list here, you don't want me to read out the names and addresses. Um, 
I, by the way, I'm legally entitled to, you know, but yeah. it's a matter of public record. But, you know, I, yeah. I, I personally don't believe I should. But if you want me to read them out, I'll read them out. So what do you think? Do you think I should read them out? Well, no, my, my own opinion, even though I don't agree with the protests that uh, these people are on, because I, th- I think it's com- com- completely against regulations and it's actually dangerous. Mm. And that's how that's how the virus spreads, um, you know. But I, 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 I kind of have a difficulty with it, really, because... OK, OK, but no, we'll, we'll stay there, because I want to get a couple of more in just before the break. Stay there, Tommy. Donald, you're on Classic Gates. How are you doing, Donald? How are you doing, I? Well, as a man, I was waiting for a fine to come. I, I was told I was... I said I was maybe 20 kilometres outside my area. Your line is breaking up there, Donald. Sorry, are you walking yeah, or no, moving? Or? I am. I, yeah. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Go on, go on. Every single day I go walking. Every single day with my dog. And I, and I mean good walks up the mountains, maybe 20, 15 k away. Okay, that's out, so that's, was, that's in breach of the COVID regulations. Okay. Well, of course it is, yeah. But okay. I was... Uh, no, I'm like make you wear sorry. Yeah, I was stopped by the girls there recently and uh, she was a lovely girl. I have to say that. she was, And I said to her, I won't pay the fine. And I said, I know you're doing your job. And she said, I know, yeah, yeah, and everything is that. But I haven't got the fine yet anyway, but she took my name and address. Okay, so, so if, you, if you get a summons, if you don't pay the fine, you get a summons to go to court, all right? Yes. Um, and when you go to court, because you're in a public courtroom of the circuit mm-hmm. court or the district yep. court, whichever court you happen to be brought to, uh, district court most likely, uh, your name is a, ma- a matter of public record. Yeah, so so do you believe the Echo or the Examiner should print your name? Or which, whichever I, I, newspaper, I, local newspaper. I, I, but you see, I really wouldn't care because I, I'm not, I, I have nothing to be ashamed of. I know, I I know like I'm, not, I'm not saying you do. I'm just asking you, yeah. do, you think, do you think that would be fair of them to print your name? Well, I don't think anybody's name and should be And address, any, and your address, by the way. No, I don't think any name should be printed for any reason until you're convicted. I mean, there's enough of that going on where, uh, mm. especially when you have rape cases. Oh, it's crimes of a sexual all, nature, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 they're all... They're all tried by the media. Nobody's tried in the courts today, especially mm. for them to solve offences. So is, so is it a bad thing that, I mean, look, I haven't seen it being done but, much, but, to be honest, in relation to this. I tell you what's killing me now. There's two things killing me. They're telling me I can't walk up the mountains, right? Yeah. But I can go into Aldi. But the thing they're really <laughs> killing me, on the 21st of June, you had terrorists from Black Lives Matter and Antifa on the streets. And but they weren't, all, they weren't all terrorists, in fairness. Well, that's the organisation. Oh, well, the terrorists. organisation is considered to be, by, yes, by some countries as a terrorist organisation. Yeah, yeah, but but that doesn't necessarily mean they were all terrorists. But now, not only was nothing done, but the tarnish to back them up. Oh, no, I, I, no, no, I, I, no, I understand, and I get all that, and I guess... And, that's the problem. and I also get that our own Taoiseach, by the way, in past times, has said that nobody should ever be stopped. It would be a fascist society that would not allow protests. Exactly. Yeah, and you have okay. all, all key parties and given that... But, uh, but no, no, and by the way, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I believe everybody should have the right to protest as long as you're peacefully <laughs> responsible, and you have to take into consideration the regulations at the time. But what, <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying to you is, in relation to this particular story, so here you have mm-hmm. ten people... You know, yes. uh, one of them was a woman of 68 and there was a woman of 72 years yes. of age who were arrested. Now, the reason they were arrested, of course, is not because they were protesting as such. They would have got a fine for that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's because they wouldn't give the guards their name and address. Yes. Out of a point of principle, I imagine. I don't believe they should be named. They should, they're entitled to their court and their day in court. And they're entitled to their defence. And then after that, if, they, if they're found guilty, yes. you believe the names and addresses would be all right I to print them then? Yes, and I think everybody's entitled to a good name until they're convicted. But that doesn't act no more. And what's happening is, and this is RTE at it again, we're going to drum this nepotist message across and anyone that stands up to us, we're going to, we're going to shame you. Yeah, we're going to just shame you. If a doctor stands up to them, they're sacked and shamed as well. It's, we're really getting very close now to an empty state. We're very, we're very close. I mean, I don't believe one word 
from the national media anymore. I don't believe one word from Dr. Hoolan. Not one single word do I believe in me. Now, I will take the vaccine because I believe there is a, a pandemic, but I do not believe the shite that goes over the mouth sound every day. These numbers, every often that the numbers are up so they have news. Mm. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll stay there a second. Your, your line is a little bit bad. Let me just go to Catherine as well, if I can. Catherine, you're Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Catherine? Hi, now, how are you? Catherine, um, I mean, you've heard Tommy, and you've heard Dongle saying they don't believe they should be named and shamed. But no, because it's not applying to everybody. Uh, the students in Limerick a couple of weeks ago, none of them were named and shamed. Well, I see... Now, we, we have to obviously understand that when you say naming and shaming, it's, it's just a matter of reporting the news, but being very literal about it. Um, yeah. yeah, and the students in Limerick may not have been arrested. Were they arrested? Well, you see, this is it. If they weren't arrested, they were let go. Well, see, they may not be charged. You see, yeah. the thing about it, if, they, if, if you refuse to give a guard your name and address... Now, mind you, I don't know where the law stands. Maybe somebody legal could tell me this, but I believe you only have to give your name and address to a guard if you're being charged with something in the first if place. you're being charged. Yeah, uh, by law. Point, yeah, I think so. I, maybe I'm wrong yeah. in saying that. But, I mean, no. but you are not cooperating, I suppose, isn't it? Exactly, but my point is that they're applying it to people, you know, maybe a different age groups. Uh, where the younger people are doing a lot of things that they shouldn't be doing, and they're not arresting them, they're not taking names, they're, they're, these people are not even living in their home areas, they're living in other areas, and then none of them are being named and shamed. They all just scattered. They were the same in Cork City last week. They were all out the lock. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. They moved along as the guardie came along. And, it's, and I believe they moved off fairly peacefully, by the way. They did, but they shouldn't have been gathered there. Their yeah. argument, and I heard somebody this morning actually talking about that on the radio. You know, Their argument was they were sitting in groups of two or three, that they weren't... No, 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 no. There, was, there was hundreds there. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Ron Glenn came on last week, during the week, and he said, we have to do more. How can we do more when this is going on? Can you do more? I, there's no more I can do. I'm locked in. From Monday to Sunday. Yeah, Ronan Glynn. Ronan Glynn is not locked in, is he? He goes, no, he goes to work every day and gets to meet his friends in work. On a Friday for an hour and mm. I'm, I'm back in. And it's easy. It is easy to tell other people to do things you're not doing yourself. Like, it would be easy for me to tell you to do things, Catherine. Well, I go to work every day. I get to leave yeah. the house. You know, exactly. my life hasn't changed. When I say it hasn't changed, I can't go on holidays, obviously, or, or do things it's, like that. But in saying that, I come in and out to work every day. You know, I, I just spoke to my daughter. I said, it's just, we can't plan anything. There's nothing we can do. But when you have people breaking the law, you know, but then only a certain number of people are being named and shamed. I don't agree with that. Everybody has to be named and shamed who breaks the law. So picking and choosing who you decide to print the names and address of, you it's, believe, is wrong. You know, I It's either all or nothing. And, and the police chasing students away. No, no, no. That's not. That's not. And what should they? What should they do with the students that were the lock? Let's say there was a few hundred of them. What do you think the police should do? I think they should have named and shamed them because the sooner something stops. But why? But why would you do that, Catherine? Because surely that would have a huge impact on their future careers. It will, but look at everybody else who's locked in. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like they're committing manslaughter. They're out it, sitting in the lock having a beer. I mean, don't get me wrong; they're in breach of the guidelines. I get that. If if indeed they're with somebody else or with another group of people, well, how do we know they're not spreading the virus? Well, we don't how know that. We don't know. Exactly. Well, we don't know that. No. But, you know, I have to stay in. I no, I know, and I and I get that, and I get that. But don't go outside my five kilometers. My mother was in a home for the last four years. Yeah. I couldn't go to see her. 
the week before she passed away, they lifted the lockdown. I was lucky to see her that week. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's my point. I'm so frustrated by stuff um, and people breaking the law, breaking the guidelines. And what would you say if the 72-year-old woman who was charged, or the 68-year-old woman, two pensioners, God love them, it, it, that that were charged probably the first time in their lives, maybe they've ever been charged with anything or appeared in a courtroom in their lives. And and what well, would you, if they're, if they're listening today, what would you, what would you say to them? Were they at the protest? Well, they must have been, yeah. Well, they shouldn't have been there. I'm sorry, they shouldn't have been there. That's their fault. I no. wouldn't go to a protest as much as I want to because I'm angry with everything, the government, everything. But I wouldn't go there because I could pick up the COVID from somebody else. And, and, and they will argue, is that, isn't that your choice, Catherine, that if you don't want to go and you want to stay at home because you feel you're in a vulnerable situation, well yes, and good, yes. but they're saying, well, that my choice is that I want to go, that I can make my I own know. decisions as an adult. I know, but, you know, if, you, if we will really want to get rid of the virus, get back on track... See, Catherine, when I, when I read a story today in the, in the paper today, right, and there's a story there... Um, I'm going to read it for you now. Where is it? I can find it here. Uh, and this is today. Um, oh, is it? Fergal Bowers. He, he, he tweeted it there a few minutes ago. And it's from the RTE, the story. Danger of another virus surge, expert warns. Yes, I now, saw that. Okay, so this is Fergal Bowers. Just tweeted that a little. If you, in other words, they're, at the moment, the case numbers are going back up again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we're already in a lockdown. So, all, I, I, but what, so what, what does that tell you? Well, it's telling me nothing is working. Well, isn't, isn't that the point that a lot of research has already come out in studies that said that lockdowns, no matter how strict they it's are, no matter working. where, it's not making any difference? It's not working. Okay, so then, well, then why would we continue to do something and expect a different result every time? That's the definition well, of madness, it, isn't it? It is, but, but you know, they've they, they put the fear into us now. You know, and it's very hard to, to get Are you afraid, Catra? Are you afraid? Of course, of course, I'm very afraid. If I, if I, I can I ask you a personal question? How mm-hmm. old, how old are you, Catherine? I'm sixty-five. Okay, well, you're still a young woman. But, but, but they're dying younger, you know. And I'm very nervous. You and know? are you? Would you be in a risk category? No, no, I don't have any underlying. Okay, well, but then I, most likely you're not hugely at risk. Now, by the way, I'm not trying to play it down by any stretch of the imagination. I uh, know, but what? But you know, you see, uh, Niall, there's so much not happening. The government is doing nothing. There's no vaccinations coming. You know, and pile that all onto somebody's mental state then. And you know? what's your mental state like now? I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous. Are you frustrated as well as everything I'm else? I'm frustrated. I'm angry. It's, it's just now, it's getting me down. Mm. Getting, uh, it's getting everybody down, Catherine. It really is. I know. My, yeah. my, uh, my granddaughter... Is, is, is um, struggling with... But see, we're all, we're all dealing with it a bit different. And yeah, you're right about the students. They're young people, by the way. And yeah. we, Catherine, we were all young ones. We know what that was like. You know? I, uh, and, and you know what, by the way, I, feel, I believe they're getting the short end of the stick too. I feel sorry for I them. I feel sorry, so sorry. I mean, you remember when you were 20, 21 years of age, what were you doing? Well, I was going out to nightclubs, having a crack, meeting your friends. Yeah, yeah. We were having a good time. We've, we've denied them that part of their life. 
I wouldn't deny him that. And I, I know, but I'm just saying we have to have a level of understanding of everybody's circumstance. Those 72-year-olds, we don't know if maybe that's a 72-year-old grandmother who hasn't seen her grandkids and restrictions are stopping her from seeing her grandkids and she's passionate about how she feels about this whole thing. You know, we have to understand everybody's everybody's frustrations. I, I but I think the fear that has been put on to our, our, our mental well-being at the moment is just, it's getting out of hand at this stage. You know, we're still in, in the third lockdown and now there's end of the fourth. Listen, 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 isn't the moral of the whole story and the conversation, I'm going to have to cut a little bit short, Catherine, but isn't the moral of the conversation we're having right now is we all need to be kinder to each other, isn't that? And oh, not judge each other. Of course, of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, yeah. everybody has a reason for doing what they want to do, unless they're doing it out of badness, to be honest with you. Catherine, I hope things get better for you. I, I really do. And I appreciate your your opinion on the matter. Okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Numbers 87 Okay, the answer is, I think, from Catherine as well. No, I shouldn't read out this list. I have a list here of the 10 people who were in court the other night, charged, including a 68-year-old and a 72-year-old, but I have their addresses here too. RTE printed them all. Should I read them out? Should we be naming and shaming people? Um, I think Anthony's referring maybe to the students last week. He says, hi, Niall. It was like a war zone in Cork last week. The Gardaí, to be fair, did their best and uh, smashed bottles and cans everywhere and in the lock uh, there is no uh, public toilet so I will leave that's your imagine how a few hundred people relieved themselves sorry but it's just not acceptable I didn't hear one of them named says Anthony Cork Anthony if they were relieving themselves all over the place and there were smashed bottles and things for a whole different matter in relation to whether it's Covid or not that's unacceptable pardon me unacceptable behaviour I think the argument would be Anthony I must defend them Excuse me, a bit of wind there. I'm not offended by any stretch of the imagination, but the argument is, Anthony, if they had somewhere to go, they wouldn't be sitting there. I suppose that's their argument, isn't it? They'd be in a pub somewhere where they would have public toilets. Uh, there is public toilets are all closed at the moment, aren't they? So people have nowhere to relieve themselves if they happen to be outside. And I'm not defending them, Anthony, by the way. That's bad behaviour and should be always deemed as bad behaviour. Uh, Stephen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Stephen? Hi, Niall. Good afternoon. Stephen, I mean, now I understand, by the way, and I'm not suggesting for a minute RTE did anything wrong legally because, of course, it's a matter of public record. And when you're putting, people often wonder why we put addresses in. And the reason is that rather than putting Niall Boylan uh, was arrested, they put Niall Boylan at my address not to confuse me with another Niall Boylan. And that's the reason why they put an address in, OK? It's for legal reasons. But is there a reason to be naming them at all? Because we don't normally just put people's names and addresses in the paper on a charge. Two things, point I'd make, Niall. Um, firstly, anyone who defrauds um, the state via welfare, sorry, via revenue, is... Um, is Named and shamed. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I think anyone who... Well, by the way, I've, be, I've always been against that idea, Stephen, because we, we do penalise them or punish them anyway. Naming and shaming is like public hanging, isn't it? Well, no, it's not. It, it's, it might be embarrassing for them, but I think anyone who is knowingly endangers public health should also be named... And maybe it's different in Dublin, but certainly in Wicklow and most other regional areas. The regional papers um, do regularly publish people's names and addresses. I mean, if Mr. Boylan's mechanically prevailed vehicle was on a yellow line and you're in court in Bray or Wicklow, you will be named in the papers. It's commonplace here. Mm-hmm. So, but I certainly think anyone who... Now, someone who isn't charged or brought to court is different. I wouldn't name them. But anyone who is brought to court, as you said, it is a matter of public record. Um, you know, these people have only been charged, by the way. They're not back in court the 25th of May. Now, if they were found guilty of a crime, and I'm, by the way, I, if I was the editor of a newspaper, personally myself, I wouldn't be printing people's names and addresses unless they were found guilty of a serious crime. 
Well, that's an interesting point, but I mean, that's not the way it works at the moment. And if that was to change, I think that would have to change for all crimes, not just these. Yeah, but I don't but see RTE, for example, on RTE News on a regular basis, printing uh, the names of people, say, who every day thousands of people breach public order acts, right, and end up in court for whatever reason. We don't print the names of all those people, names, addresses, because we don't figure we have the space to do it or the time or the whereabouts. But, but they seem to have made a point out of doing this particular story. Perhaps, but the view of many, including myself, would be those who break public health rules could be endangering the health or the lives of other people. So I think it's extremely serious. Mm. And it, it acts as, and if it, but if it prevents someone else from doing it, it's a deterrent. In that but that, well, that, is, well, that is the reason, isn't it? It's a kind of naming and shaming exercise as a deterrent for other people to do the same thing. But these people will argue, uh, and there's a whole argument going on at the moment, of course, with a new bill being passed in the United Kingdom in relation to protesting, um, the right to protest during a pandemic. And I did ask the question on Twitter the other night, and I think it was an overwhelming, I think, now mind you, some of my Twitter followers are mental cases, but I did ask the question on Twitter the other night, and I asked, you know, do, should you have the right to protest during a pandemic? And there was a good, a good a couple of thousand responses, and overwhelmingly 87%, I'm going to try and find it here. Okay, do you think you should have the right to protest during a pandemic? 83% out of 3,900 said yes. Now, you can write a few of those people off as being right-wing extremists, but they're not all right-wing extremists, they're just people who have passion. So, I mean, should you have the right to protest, Stephen, during a pandemic, if you do it? I mean, there was a protest last week for women's rights. I didn't see anybody's names printed in the paper for that one. Well, I, I, I would, no matter what the motive was, I think any, any organised event where people mix during a pandemic is wrong. We have a balance of rights, and that is there. It's not an absolute right in that you can protest and endanger other people. I think, yes, it is important in any democracy to have protest. But a protest could be me or someone else ringing you and being on the airwaves. That's also a form of protest. It oh, it is. It is a form of people. protest. Well, I but, can write a letter to the newspaper. I can get on a radio programme or a TV programme. That's protest. But do, you, do you believe that protests should be allowed to happen, you know, physical protests on the streets? No. During a pandemic. Not during a pandemic, absolutely wouldn't, not. Wouldn't that suit any government, wouldn't it, to continue that and, and not have people, you know, dissenting voices? Well, I think reality is Ireland, if you compare this to mainland Europe or even the States, the policing here is far, far gentler, to put it that way, than any, any mainland European country. They've had curfews. They enforce the laws. I think the problem we have here, I will be critical in that we haven't gone far enough. The police should have a zero tolerance. Are you, are you, are you, are you, a, away with it. Are you a promoter of zero COVID? No, okay, I, okay, well, but then you're being a realist. Zero tolerance to those who okay. No, I don't think that that's possible. We live in an island. We we don't live five thousand kilometres away from anyone else. We, we, are well, we don't. We also don't live in a region with a different climate as well, which probably helps too. Uh, but, but okay, we we'll stay there, Stephen. Uh, so, Stephen, you believe. I, now, I, this is just a social experiment. I'm probably not going to read out the names and addresses, but theoretically, you believe that I should read out the names and addresses of these ten people. Well, anyone listening to you now can probably just Google or go to the RT website. And well, they can, yeah, they can. But do you believe I should read out the names and addresses? Do you believe that's fair? Yes, I do, because I think what okay. happens is the terror. Uh, that says one person from getting ill, it's worthwhile. Okay, stay there. Maggie, you're on Classic Hits. Maggie. Yeah, hello, man. Stephen believes I should read out their names and addresses. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Not literally, obviously, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would be against that. And like you mentioned, there is there are other protests going on and the people's names weren't taken. You know, and fair play well, their names were taken, ladies, but they weren't printed. The way, yeah. Sorry? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Fair play to those two older ladies that came out and protested. They were 68 <laughs> and 72 years, two pensioners, yeah. yeah. Yeah, great. You know, it just goes to show as well that not all of them are completely scared and, you know, 
want to sit at home and do nothing, you know, and, you know, wait for this to be over. When is this going to be over? But like you're, when, you're, when saying, they, you're saying fair play to them, where Stephen, I'm sure, will argue. So you're, you're basically <laughs> condoning people breaking the law. Fair play to them. <laughs> well, no, we, we are entitled to protest, right? And, you know, like not everything that is going on on social media, they're not going to say, oh, 100 people wrote about that and they agree with that looking at the social media or something. But when they see a group of people, of people, you know, coming out and, you know, protesting, you know, for the rights or, you know, just for mm-hmm. changing of the measures or something, uh, you know, they can adhere to social distancing and wear the masks, you know, and all that. You know, this is doable, like, you know, streeters rather large and all that mm-hmm. you know so they don't have to be squishing like uh, and all but, but yeah but know, by the very nature of protests pe- but by the ver- but to be fair Maggie by the very nature of protests people are not going to keep their social distance generally speaking uh, they, yeah, that's yeah, the but nature we have of protests to, you know we have to show that uh, you know that uh, um, you know people have different opinions you know as to what be- is being told by the government uh, and all and also they all, all the governments and all the voices are saying that this is, you know, uh, advice. We're acting on the advice of, let's say, Nefet or something. Okay. Well, 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 let me just put that to Stephen quickly before we go into the break. Stephen, you know, the story today in the paper, of course, is that, you know, experts warm, we're on to another. There's another wave coming, right? Um, and as we can see, by the way, case numbers are going back up again. Um, they plateaued around four or 500. Now they're back up again to 700. And it looks like, you know, with the, the weekly average that the case numbers are going to go back up again. We're in a lockdown, Stephen. And research has shown on numerous occasions, even in The Lancet recently, there was another one from Stan- Stanford University back in uh, at the end of January, start of February. And they analysed countries all over the world who took different measures in relation to COVID-19. And they said that these measures that were taken, or these restrictions and lockdowns or stricter lockdowns, have made absolutely no difference to the amount of cases. And we could, we're now seeing that the case numbers are going back up and we're actually in level five. What are we, what, what's next? Do we just lock people in their rooms? or well, I mean, where do we go? No, I disagree now. We've gone from 7,000 cases down to a tenth of that. So I think lockdowns do work. We also have to buy in for people. And certainly people are, are frustrated. It's annoying. I mean, virtually most days I now work from home. I only travel to the office once or twice a month now. And it is difficult. But... If you look what happened in Bulgaria... Yeah, but you can't keep doing that forever, Stephen. No, we can't. That's why the vaccines are rolled out. My own dad had his vaccine uh, three weeks ago. He's due a second dose in in about a week's time. Well, if we've already... By the way, Stephen, if we've... I'm sorry for interrupting you, but if we've already vaccinated the vulnerable, which I'm assuming we're close enough to doing now at this stage, right? Why are we so concerned about it then? Why would we be concerned if we've we've already vaccinated the vulnerable? Well, I would disagree. I'm just thinking from personal experience... um, the owner of one of the well, one of my customers, his wife's in in, his, in her forties. She's been in the hospital for a month now. She's suffering from one of the effects of long COVID. Long COVID tends to affect about ten percent of people who get it, and it's mainly in the younger age groups. So I wouldn't dismiss it. There, there are people who have very debilitating effects months and months after getting COVID. Others have nothing. That's mm-hmm. the point. We don't know. So until the population is, is the bulk of the population is vaccinated, and that should happen by June or July. So once that happens, we can ah, then I don't, I don't, I, I don't trust this government to do it that to be that expedient with the vaccinations. To be honest with you, they're making a mess well, I, of it. No, I disagree, I, and I, I think it's frustrating. We saw that AstraZeneca in one week change from fifty six thousand to twenty six thousand to ten thousand. If you're planning any kind of logistics to have your suppliers continuously changing, it would be a nightmare. Especially well, if someone kept changing, changing your schedule an hour or so beforehand, it would be a nightmare. But I mean, other 
companies are producing vaccines. We've had the... Johnson but when the, jo- yeah, when the, when the Johnson Johnson one comes, or Jensen or whatever, Jensen, and whatever. If, if Sputnik is approved, we'll have that. So okay. Okay, but, okay, but getting back to... We'll be in a different place. So getting back to the naming and shaming. So Maggie, you don't believe it serves a purpose? No, I don't. And actually, okay. can, I, can I just mention something on the issue with the vaccinating? You know, they're, they are rolling out the vaccination program and it's great, you know. But now, I'm, I, I'm not going to be taking vaccination because I don't believe that they are tested enough, right? Well, that's your Definitely. personal choice. Yeah, that's exactly. That's my personal. I'm not against vaccination. All my children, well, I have three children and they have been all vaccinated. Okay, for, just know, this particular vaccine you're against. Yeah, this particular. Yeah, I okay. won't be not for now anyway. If okay, well, that, well that's, time, that's 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 your personal choice. That, that I, yeah. is my personal choice. Okay, okay well, listen, I have to go to break. Thank you, Maggie. I'm not cutting you short. Okay, uh, Stephen, do me a favor. Stay there because if somebody wants to talk to you, just have to break. Keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. Numbers zero eight seven one double eight double zero eight. Should people be named and shamed for breaching the COVID guidelines? Uh, some of your texts coming in now. The people who go to those protests. They're clearly right-wing nutcases. Well, actually, that's not the case at all because Carl Dieter, who's a regular guest on the show, actually went to the uh, protest in Herbert um, Square there going back a while ago and he asked, I think 40 people it was, a series of 17 questions to establish who they were. And he says, the branding of lockdown protesters as being out-of-work racists and far-right differs from the data of a large sample profile taken at Herbert Park rally on the day. In other words, that from what he said, they were people from all walks of life. Uh, they weren't all anti-vax, they weren't all right-wing lunatics, and they weren't all racists either. Uh, stay there for a second, Stephen, if you can. Let me go to Louise, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Louise? Hi, Niall. How's things? Good. Louise, you were at the protest on Saturday. This is the protest, I'm assuming, the people who were, um, you know, who were arrested. or were, I know there was a bit of a splinter group went off and sat on a road somewhere else as well. So I, I assume it was all part of where these 10 people were arrested. So what was the, what was the protest like? Was it peaceful? Was there a very, bit of... very, very peaceful, Niall. We started off in the Phoenix Park. And as you know, Saturday was worldwide protest day. Most countries around the world done a protest. Um we marched from the Phoenix Park all the way down to the GTO. How many people were there? How many would you say? There was at least, there was over 500. I know it's okay. RTE and the media are, are um, saying there was a lot more than that. No, okay. And that's the gospel truth. Yeah, there was a big one in London, actually. I saw that there was a huge yeah. one in London. Yeah. Okay, so go on. A few, four, four or five hundred people. Go on. So you marched from Phoenix we, Park. Yeah, we marched. We sang songs. Um, there was women and children there of all ages. There's two elderly women that, that were there. There's one elderly woman. She's been to a number of protests and I've got a friendly with her. She comes up from Monaghan. And I knew nicer lady you couldn't be. Okay. Now, people, you, you made a very good point there. You said the stereotype of people at protests. They're all labels, they're all on the doll, they're all anti-vax, they're all anti-mask, they're all this. I couldn't care less what anybody does. If they want to wear 10 masks, that's their own business. If they want to get 10 COVID vaccines, that, that's also their own concern. But nobody should be forced to do that. Michael Collins, James Larkin, all their men died so we could have freedom of choice. Now, what happened regarding the sit-down, we were marching, we were closed in. They closed in on us from both ends, Nile. They were at the I saw the video, I saw the video, yes. Yeah, and then some chap said, sit down, sit down. And they, they were running. They were running towards four or five guards and one young girl. I mean, where is the justification of that? Why, why is that necessary? Four or five of them pinning her to the ground. She wasn't kicking. Okay, I, I, I can't get in. I, I can't get I into a conversation about an individual case. Okay, because obviously I they have to go before the courts. Yeah, sorry. But okay, but okay. The point you're making is it was that the, the, the guard of force you believe at that particular time was unnecessary. 
It was very unnecessary. Okay. I didn't like those. Okay, but, okay but, but here's the thing. And you know, yeah. Stephen is on the other line. Stephen, you've been yeah. listening to Louise's account of what happened at that particular... By all accounts, it wasn't a big protest, Stephen. There wasn't that many people. Four or no. five hundred in the big scheme of things is not a lot of people. There was 10,000, I think, in London. So, Stephen, yeah. I mean, naming and shaming people in that case, and were these people being irresponsible and does it serve a purpose to name them? Of course it does. Absolutely irresponsible. Thankfully, you only had a few hundred of these nut jobs. Well, oh, no, no, hang on, hang, hang on, no, wait, wait, no, hang on for a second. Anyone who endangers public health... When you, when you cannot, you, you cannot refer to everybody who goes to a protest as a nut job. Okay, I'll call them selfish and irresponsible, is that better? Selfish and irresponsible. deaths, not enough for that person. How many more have to die before it gets through your, into your brain, love? Into a pandemic it kills people, makes people no, ill. Let me know when I can call, please. Yes, okay, you can respond to him. He's, He's basically okay. Well, hang, well, hang on one at a time, Louise. He wants to know how many people need to die before you get okay, it into your brain. Dad, ask him. Is there no red flags and all of this for him? Ask him if Bradcar stating himself in the doll that cases, and I don't know if you've seen it now. Cases that weren't even tested as COVID were put down as COVID. Well, that's right. But you live right over that himself. Yes. Yeah. And the CDC released figures this morning that over 200,000 were marked as COVID when they were nothing to do with They were COVID. suspected COVID they cases. suspected COVID cases. Okay, were, I, 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 I think he accepts all that, and I, I think he, he would be foolish to deny that it actually happened, those kind of things happen. And, 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 thing, can I just say one thing, now? Can I just say one thing, Niall? Okay, but no, I just, want you, I just want you to react, react very quickly if you can, because I've only got a minute left. Uh, okay, Louise, yeah, he says that anybody who goes to protest under the current guidelines is irresponsible. Current is irresponsible. Now, I think anybody that's not acknowledging the fact that mental health services are on the floor, people are losing their homes, their jobs, and their businesses, and their livelihoods, all in the name of a virus with an extremely high recovery rate. Our elderly are being isolated. Some elderly that were very capable of looking, looking after Would you answer the question, how many deaths is enough for her? I'm how many more? Sorry, sorry, sorry. How many more have to die before you, it gets through to you? Well, that, death is a part of life. There's many other deaths happening. Preventable deaths aren't. Suicide watch. Um, it would be, <clears throat> okay, it'll be, it would be fair to say, Stephen, that you cannot, you can't just dismiss the fact that a lot of people in this country are not getting early diagnoses for cancer because they're not being seen in hospitals. A lot of people are suffering from mental health problems. A lot of people are going to lose their job, which causes despair and poverty. You can't dismiss all that either, Stephen. Okay, wait, hang on, Louise, just very quickly. Can I something about myself? Yeah. um, Both of my parents died of cancer. I had to go in for a smear test in January and the nurse said to me, she knows my circumstances, I'm high risk. I said to her, when is my smooth test? She said, we can't do it with the numbers being so high. I said, that's fine. I said, can you put that refusal on a piece of paper for me? I said, because I have three young children and I will have to go further about it. She said, oh, we can do it once you're comfortable. I know. So okay, I mean, there, there is. I know some some women have got smear tests, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but some haven't. I know some some of them were were suspended last year for a period of time. The same with uh, breast check as well. But Stephen, I do believe I, I understand what you're saying, Stephen. I get what you're saying, but I think it's remiss of you to dismiss all those people who are being affected by COVID nineteen lockdowns rather than COVID nineteen itself. I'm not dismissing anyone. But you kind of are, actions, Stephen. No, I'm not. All their actions are going to do is, is prolong it. Okay, listen, I have to wrap it up. I have to take, uh, take a break. Listen, Stephen, thank you very much indeed. Louise, thank you very much indeed. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.